Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones A Paolo DiCaprio West Ham Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 8, episode 33, and it's the last one of the current Premier League season, of which West Ham finished in a top 10 spot under Manuel Pellegrini. With me tonight is the full gang back together again. Good evening, George. Where are you and what are you doing? Good evening, Sean. I am recording a podcast with you from my home in the Outer Hebrides. Excellent, excellent. And back is his father, John. Where are you and what are you doing, Jonathan? I'm talking to you, Sean, and I'm at home in my loft. And least, last even, but not least, (laughs) uh, it's (laughs) Nigel. How are you? And what are you doing? Thanks for that. least i'm in back to see dogs home are you really with bloody sounds like it with them bleeding dogs running up and down when you not control your dogs oh they do what they like i'll tell you half an hour or or an hour of a podcast you can't like say to the wife they've only just come out i've been out here and they've been all quiet and now we start and he's yappy richie come yapping up and down yapping up and down and mario wants to come out and bark all right Try again. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my shed having a, having a beer. Because it's the end of season party. Whee! Excellent. And do you know what you have? You have food as well. So I've got a Kit Kat. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I wish you'd send us some Kit Kats as well. Yeah. And, uh, um, and other chocolate bars are available. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I don't know if anyone's worried about that. Not how about a lion bar? Well, that... We don't have them because that's Millwall. I draw the line there. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Um, whisper. Is there still a whisper? Uh, yeah, there is. Okay. Anyway, let's move on because it's not a confectionery podcast. It is a football podcast, and we're here to talk about football. And West Ham won their third game on the trot, uh, finished the season in style, away to the Hornets. They won 4 1. Um, I don't think any of us actually had went, even though probably 
Nigel had enough points. You didn't go, did you, Nigel? No, to be fair, weren't really bothered last game of the season. Okay. So, did we watch it? Let's have a little vote of hands. I certainly watched it. John, I believe, did because he messaged me. George? I was on a aeroplane. Oh, yeah. Where were you? I went to sunny Spain. Oh, did you? Very nice. So that that's a no then. That's a no, yes. And and I have to confess, I haven't actually seen the goals or the sending <laughs> off. This will be interesting. Uh, so I'm not really then. sure what I'll uh, add to this podcast. Um, well, I'm here anyway. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Nigel. Yeah, I watched it. You watched it. I watched oh. it in the company of a Spurs fan. Okay. All right. I want to tell you what, Nigel. We, we'll start with you. Let's start with you this week. Um, what do you think? I've, t- now, it, it's, it was one of them funny games. I think the scoreline flattered us a bit. I think we did well to win it. I think Watford had one eye on the FA Cup final. Yep. But considering the start, I mean, they were, what, a couple of inches from being 1-0 up after 20 seconds. Yeah. They, they came at us at the start of the game. Luckily... They, you know, failed to convert their chances. And then Noble, I don't know if he had a bang on his head and thought he was a skillful player, but he <laughs> did this lovely turn on the edge of the box and slotted the ball into the bottom corner, which all three of us watching it agreed for an England keeper in Foster to let that shot past him is a bit tame, to be fair. It was a great solo effort. For, for Noble, though. Well, it was for Noble because, obviously, we're not used to him doing things like that. Uh, Noble for England. I wouldn't go that far, to no, be that, fair. That's what Trevor um, Sinclair said. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Ian Wright backed him up and said, you know, the skill on this man, the touch on this man. Really? Too late for uh, maybe Gareth Southgate to have a little... Did a little Clarence Hugh... Um, blog today calling for a late call up to uh, for England for. Um, I'd s- I'm sorry. I, as much as Mark Noble is, is a West Ham great and will go down, in my opinion, probably, possibly as a West Ham legend and may make it into the West Ham Hall of Fame in one day. Um, I don't think he's England or international class. Anyway, it's not an international podcast. No. It is a domestic podcast. Uh, for the rest of the game, so um, obviously Noble scored a second with uh, a trademark penalty. Um, yeah, but you forgot the off. other two goals in between. Well, perhaps we'll point out <laughs> Lanzini's great work by... Well, uh, Lanzini uh, just nodded. I haven't even seen that, the, the game. Antonio. That yeah. Antonio, cracking shot from Antonio, hit the bar, came back and... And Lanzini was there to nod it in. Nod it in, yeah. And um, perhaps for his Good. farewell goal. And then... Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll see. We're not allowed to talk about no, it. No, well, we'll cover that later. And then... Because I've got a theory <laughs> about a certain clique at West Ham. I'm not, we'll, we'll share that later. All right. Okay. In transfer right. things. Yeah. And then, obviously, the penalty... I mean, it was a penalty. VAR would have given it a penalty. Antonio yeah. went down very soft, but the bloke put his arms across him and knocked him over. I think the sending off changed the game. If there hadn't have been the sending off, 
Well, you know it's been rescinded. Yes. So, yeah. so the FA today have announced that they was quick, this it? morning, <laughs> and they, they they rescinded it straight away. So um, he went down a I bit soft again, didn't he, Antonio? For someone so strong, I mean, he's, he's thirty-four years old, Holbess, isn't he? So, well, um, Antonio's he's lucky he's not a boxer because while he may sort of have the physical attributes of a boxer, it goes down rather too easy. What are you saying? He dived. I'm saying he goes down rather too easy. So I say again, are you saying he dived? He goes down rather too easy. All right, we'll take that as a dive. Um, <laughs> and Marco Anatovic obviously finishing off things on the 70. So, yeah, minute. so showing that Wednesday night's award of him and Anderson getting top goal scorer of the year. Uh, I hope they take Anderson's back now. <laughs> I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I mean, it was silly that the um, the the game of the season was awarded to the Man United one, when, uh, of course, no, everybody I, knew I it still... was it was the Spurs one. Well, but, yeah, but, but the voting started before the Spurs game. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, actually, yeah. Thinking about it, if I was voting, I would have probably voted for the Spurs game as the game of the season. Yeah. Purely yeah. for the performance that we put in. So, anything else to say before we move on to Jonathan? No, um, let's move on, Nigel. So, let's <laughs> just do a quick stat attack. Uh, West Ham had fifty-two um, percent uh, possession away from home, which obviously means the Hornets had forty-eight. Um, Watford had seventeen shots, eight on target. West Ham had sixteen shots, nine on target. So maybe the stats say it wasn't such a one-sided game as the scoreline would have uh, suggested. Jonathan, I know you had a few problems on your stream because you messaged me. Uh, what do you want to add on top of what um, Shepman has said? Um, well, yeah, I think you've covered it, haven't you? It was a great goal, I thought, from Mark Noble. It was. He did. I thought we had a little bit more about him like that in the earlier part of his career. He was far more attacking, I think. So it was good to see that. Well, Nigel sort of poo-pooed it and sort of said that the keeper was crap. I've not and, poo-pooed and, his career. And, Hold up, and, No, no, poo-pooed his skill of this solo goal and sort of said, oh, he had, he had, you know, illusions of grandeur and thought he was a good footballer and suddenly just put one away. Well, all right, you tell me the last time Mark Noble put, put in, a, like, a turn like that on the edge of the area and put the ball in it. Well, he hasn't for a long time, but I tell you oh, what, he's been immense this runner. season. I'll direct and you to I've... the question. Please just answer the question. You've answered it. He hasn't. Thank you very much, <laughs> you want to move on. Right. Anyway, go back to John. John well, a, sorry, he he also it. laid a good ball on for Antonio, who controlled it in, in some respects, and laid on, obviously hit a crossbar and then laid the goal on for... Yeah. So that was another noble ball. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was a... Good, good watch. Who was, who was your man of the match? Watch. Um, I'd say Mark Noble. Yeah, right, and, and he, he got the Clarence Hume man of the match by almost a nine, which is the most ever, followed by uh, Antonio, followed by Hammer of the Year Fabianski. Um, so. What's the name? Anderson had a good game. Yeah, Anderson when he got not... back, do you remember the, the opportunity they had when Delafeo got past and through onto the keeper and he put the ball across yeah. the box? Yeah, and he'd he'd just tighten he'd literally just tighten the corner, and he got back and got his foot in. So that shows a bit of work right there. Mm. But yeah, no, he had a good. He, I mean, it was a good effort. I thought when he hit the post with his volley, and and out of it picked up on. But yeah, it was a good game. Good watch. Yeah, it was it was nice to finish. Often 
our, you know, there was nothing to play for, although it was <laughs> a bit unfortunate. Uh, we started off 11th, we finished 10th. We could have got 9th if only Chelsea um, had have beaten Leicester, but they seem to have got on their holidays early and uh, couldn't see off Leicester. So That's Leicester like, finished... Oh, got a final coming up. Leicester um, finished on 52 points um, and uh, had better goal for difference than us. We finished on 52 points, uh, but that, that lost us 2 million quid. So I think we get about oh. 20... £21.2 million. Um, Our total revenue, by the way, because I know you love to know these figures, is £126.3 million from the Premier League this season. We had 17 games on TV. Everybody gets £84 million. And then the £21.2 million um, for merit payment for position. But it could have been worse. We finished 13th. Slight improvement. Um. Anything else to mention, John, before we move on to an in-depth analysis from George? Um, no, I have nothing more to say. John, uh, sorry, George, any Hello. words of wisdom uh, about, about the game you didn't see, the goals you didn't see um, on the last game of the season at Vicarage uh, Road? Well, I was surprised to see the result, to be honest. <laughs> Or was uh, it really? You jumped off a plane and thought, oh, we won 4-1. Yeah, four yeah one. Well, well, I got off and then we were, I think we were 3-1 up at the time. All right, nice. Um, when I finally got round to checking everything. But yeah, I mean, it was a surprising result. Like you said, our, our seasons usually have petered off by this time and don't put performances. But, oh. but um, well, we, we I was beat surprised. Spears, we beat Southampton, we beat Leicester City. Yeah. No one, there were people predicting that we wouldn't win another game um, about six games ago. Yeah, I think uh, probably the uh, cup final thing's got something to do with it for Watford because, you know, they've got yeah, a big I agree. game coming up. But, yeah, I, I can't complain about the end of the season. Look, we've had a we've had a good run of, of wins and set ourselves up nicely. If we have a good summer, then we again go into next season full of positivity. Was it acceptable from Pellegrini in his first season with his, the injuries he had and... The squad he inherited to, to finish tenth. To finish tenth, yeah, I think that's acceptable. I mean, he's never finished out. He, he mentioned this. He's never finished out the t- side, the top six, uh, in Europe before or anywhere. I don't think before. Never managed West Ham so. before, though, would he? <laughs> that's true. Will the pressure be on him next season, George? Though to finish. Uh, well, I think there'll be an expectation to finish higher than that. Of course, there will be. Nine nice Europe cup run, but. You know, if we have a cup run and, and don't finish higher, you know, we're all still going to be pleased. The funny thing is, we weren't that... You can point to a few games during the season and say, we could have finished um, in the European place in seventh. We bottled it. So only European, we, right, if Watford uh, lose. If Watford win the mean? FA Cup, yeah, then seventh spot don't go to Europe. Right. All right. Okay. Just to clarify... Seventh spot is not Europe yet. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're listening to this next week, and Man City won the cup, then seventh spot is Europe. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Anyway, that's the game. We finished the season, fifty-two points, hundred twenty-six million pound in the bank. Well, doesn't that pays the wages? Uh, onwards and upwards. <laughs> well, it does. This is no joking. You know, it's not spin. It pays the wages. Okay, that's the wage okay. bill. The wage bill, just to be clear, John, before you think I'm spinning, yeah. the wage bill 
this season is over £126 million. So what I'll tell you is it doesn't even pay the wage Sean, bill. Sean, well, how many times have I got to tell you I genuinely don't give a shit what a wage bill is. The wage bill is what they make it. They pay what they pay. You look at Ajax, you look at their wage bill. You look at other teams and their wage bill. We pay far too much money for very average players and that's down to our, our ownership. The managers pick, may pick the players, but our ownerships pay the wages. So please okay. do not keep apologising for them. I'm, I'm just saying that the amount of money we get from Premier League, Sky and BT, and, and the other broadcasters pays is, a, is less than the, what the wage bill costs. And if you look at the top eight clubs in the Premier League, all of them pay a similar wage bill, and obviously the top six pay a lot more. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying because the only reason I say it is because people think 126 million goes into the bank account and we can spend it on on transfers. Okay, so what all the other? Let's not. I don't don't really care. (laughs) So I say that obviously that's not our only revenue stream. So no, it's not. It's not. And and obviously from ticketing and merchandising and sponsorship comes the other one. Yeah, comes the other thing. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Transfer window is is um, upon us. Um, we released last week that there's um, they're looking to bring in six people. Um, they're looking to move on four or five. Um, they shouldn't come as a surprise to you. Mark Noble said the same in his um, evening standard. Is it called the evening standard anymore? The London Standard column. Um, so the likes of Hernandez, Perez. Um, will be gone. Um, so will probably Obiang, who wants to move back to Italy. Uh, Hugh Gill's come back. Simon Byram, Byram's come back, but they're both available. Fernandes will be coming back soon. Uh, he might move on. Uh, Reese Oxford is about to permanently go to Osberg um, for about £3.4 million. Um, and then there's C's, ones like... Um, Winston Reid, etc. They, they see how they get on, and and Carlos Sanchez. Um, but we are saying goodbye, definitely. Well, and I did a story this morning. We still got to pay him another million quid. But but Nasri, uh, Carol, and Ad- Adrian are all out of contract on the thirtieth of June. We got to pay him for another six weeks. That will cost us one point one million quid. Carol, no way back. He's still got a boot on, and you know limping around on his crutches. Adrian said his goodbye at Watford. I don't know if you saw it. And at uh, the London Stadium to the fans. I guess he's going back to Spain, but he could end up somewhere else. Uh, and Nasri, I don't see any way back for Nasri. Um, I was told uh, he, he, he didn't sort of ingratiate himself with the gaffer by being late last week every day for training at Rush Green, uh, which is one of the reasons he wasn't picked at Vicarage Road against Watford. Uh, he's on supposedly tw- 50 grand plus 20 appearance. He wants 70 grand plus 20 appearance and put him on 90 grand a week. You know, he only played six games. Um, he's been a, offered a pay-as-you-play, but almost definitely going to reject that. So it's goodbye to Nasri. I mean, did, let me ask you boys, would you, would you want Nasri? I know he's an excellent footballer, but... Would you want Nasri to take up a place next season at, at 90 grand a week? I don't think he's worth a, a pay increase. I think 
he, he's done well in the limited influence he's had at West Ham, but he hasn't warranted a permanent contract on a high yeah. wage, I wouldn't say. Yeah, he's too, um, he's too injury prone. Again, he's another one. Yeah, you know, he's not the 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 he's, he's not the demographic of the player I thought we would be going for. So he, he has shining glimpses. Is very good. I but... thought I think we were told we wouldn't go for players like that, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking about ancient players, did you see the link today that Momo Diarmi has been linked with us? He's he's out of contract at Newcastle in June. Might be a little free transfer we do love a free transfer would you asking you john now would you open arms accept momo da the army back um into the fold um my the army struck me as another just another sort of journeyman player that was all about the money I, i've got no caring or will dislike for the man so but he, again he doesn't hit the target demographic of the player we were told we were getting so I don't really want to see him. Nigel? Nigel's obviously not listening. I think Nigel's having technical difficulties. Nigel, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. But you've changed microphones to your non-microphone microphone. Yeah, I'm having trouble. All right. That's not a problem. Would you you, uh, accept Momo Diarmi back? Mo Diarmi? Yeah. Yeah, as a squad player, yeah, I would. Yeah, okay, all right. One of the big stories, uh, moving on, one of the big stories of the last 24 hours is um, Declan Rice. There's been little rumours for some time that Declan Rice, a big offer could come in from uh, Man United, who are 4-1 to land him, Man City, who are 5-1 to land him, and a number of other clubs, we won't mention them all. Um, Pellegrini, not one to talk to the press a lot, um, spoke to the press asked yesterday and was asked to rule out an exit for Declan Rice. And he said, it's impossible. I cannot know the future. He is, of course, a player who has a brilliant season, who is 20 years old, an English player who has a lot of qualities. Maybe some of the big teams or all of them will want him. But there is one thing. The other is whether he will stay or whether he goes. And I cannot say at this moment. So not the kind of thing you want to hear from a manager and previously, he did say, this is back in March, you never want to sell your good players, but you understand that in some clubs there will always be a deal. If the players want to go, if the deal is very good for the player, if the deal is very good for the club and he can continue growing, it's very difficult for you to keep the player. Um, I'm told, I've made inquiries. So we, we got told some privileged information. I'm not going to go on to that on the podcast because I think it would be unfair to name where we heard um, some information that he was on. He was looking at bigger, better things over the summer. But I did make some inquiries. And from the club, I'm told, there's been no bids, no inquiries. So that's a no at the moment. And for P- I did make inquiries to people close to um, Declan Rice and said no chance. And they're saying no chance of him leaving either. But we all know suddenly a big bid comes in from Man City or etc. and heads could be turned. Um, every player has a price. Let me start with you, George. What is Declan Rice's price for, for you, for West Ham? Uh, given that he's just signed a new contract, how much is he getting paid? 
Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I've agreed not to say how much he's getting paid because because oh, okay. it got me in trouble last time. Um, but but he he got a significant rise on what he was on before. Let's say you know, young English player, future of England. You got to be looking kind of at least fifty, aren't you? Sixty million. Yeah, I was. Think, oh yeah, I was thinking around sixty mil. Probably, but you know. It's, it's all going to be down to him, isn't it? It's all going to be if someone comes in for him, puts a fifty, sixty million pound bid in for him. It's literally going to be a case: does he go to where would it be? It'd be a Man United. It'd be a Man City. United, Man City. So yeah, yeah. You know, does he does he want to at this time? Does he want to go and be a squad player in these teams, or does he want to wait another couple of years at West Ham, playing week in week out, and then go to? A team like that, and be oh, a I would starter. hope it's the latter, John. Well, right, it, but, yeah, but... but that's what it's going to it, literally. It's going to boil down to, you know, we just have to wait and see. No, you, you're never going to tell what's going to happen. But a big bid coming like that for any of our players, they're gone, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, he's not a, he's not a West Ham fan. He's, I think, if I'm right, he's a Chelsea fan, or certainly his dad was. So one would think. Well, but um, I don't even think that even. Comes into but but, but what I'm like talking it. about, it's it, there's no loyalty to a club anymore. These these are professional footballers who want the best for their career. The point I'm making is they don't make them like Mark Noble or no. um, but Mark Billy Noble, Bonds I mean, with one club. That no. that just doesn't happen anymore. It's the point but, I'm making. But De- Declan Rice. Sorry, say it again. Billy Bonds played the two clubs. Did he? Okay. Yeah, Charlton. Right. right. But yeah, but. I mean, Declan Rice isn't like he's he's the sort of player that will play at the highest level of football throughout his career. It's it's just how soon does he want to get there, really? Okay. And he's not yeah. like you know he, he can stay with us, but we're not likely to, are we? We ain't going to break in the top six next season, are we? No, no. Just to finish this off, uh, price from you, Nigel. Above and beyond fifty million. All right. Okay. Well, funny enough, we did a Claren Hugh poll today. Um, 24% say not at any price. 18% say 80 million. 16% said 100 million. We'd be lucky to get that. Uh, nearly 16% say 17 million. Uh, and 12% say 60 million. The rest of them are 50 million or below. So, uh, look, personally, if we could get 70 or 80 million or 70 or above, I think we'd have to take it, really. I really do. It would turn the players' heads. He's one player, even though he's really good. You, you, West Ham can't turn down seventy million. I would hope we under seventy million would laugh at and just say no. You know, you know. Really? Yeah. You think they would? I do. Yeah. I sources close to the club have told me they would laugh at anything over under sixty million. But Man City come in, say, we'll give you 50 million. Declan Rice says, I want to play Man City because of Champions League football. And all my New England teammates play for Man City and they're in the Champions League and, and all stuff like that. Uh, and I want to go. Yeah, what it's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because if a player well, wants to go. And he doesn't strike me at the moment as someone that would say that. But you, we've had it before, players, you know, heads turned play with better players when they play international football and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm I'm too good for this club. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we shall see. Um, 
Incoming, I don't, as we said last week, don't think uh, Marko Nautovic is going anywhere. He said he's not. The manager said he's not. There's no bids coming in. So, look, no one's going to meet the release clause of 45 million. He's 30 years old. The bookies have got him down to go, really. Well, the bookies have done, and I did an article about that today, end of season, saying it's odds on but to go to a Chinese club. But bookies are like that, you know. It's easy to um, change bookies markets as I did with Maxi Gomez of telling a few people that he might be coming in they put a few bets on no more than 100 quid and suddenly the odds come tumbling down so they're very small markets these transfer markets that can be manipulated quite easily Um, I've been told the six positions coming in uh, we're looking for a striker and a backup striker and we're hoping we can get Maxi Gomez Um, we're looking for a left back we're looking for a centre back and that's the Maripan uh, that we're hoping to get, but there, there, there's some other targets. We're looking for a defensive midfielder. Uh, we're looking for uh, a goalkeeper. Yeah, uh, and there's I can't remember the name that's been mentioned, but he's he's been on on loan uh, in Europe recently. Um, have I forgotten anyone? I think there's another midfielder coming in as well. So we see at me. I'm being told that the budget's still not much. If if you're going to pay forty million pound, right, for Maxi Gomez, you're not going to get a lot from the rest of them. Which is why I think you might see some freebies come in, some Momo Diarmies and some cheapies and some other squad players coming. So yeah, so that all of what goes on in the summer is will then basically put determine what sort of pressure um, Pellegrini gets put under next season. Won't yeah. It? Yeah. When if he does, if they if he only gets in a couple of decent players and a load of freebies and loans, then they can't really expect anything better than what we got. Well, much better than what we got this season. Well, he says he wants to bring in quality. Um, he, the, the, the plays have to be better than the people that go out. Uh, with Andy Carroll, that's going to be too hard. I think it was unfair on uh, Lucas Perez, by the way. I thought he was very good. Obiang showed, by the way, in his recent games, he's been a bloody good player um, against Southampton. He played a blinder of a game. Um, so there's some high expectations. Well, I've got a list of players here. Yeah. Go on. You ready? So I'm going to give you their names. Go on. Go outward. So Adrian, yeah? Going to go? Yes. Okay. So then we go Obiang. Do you think he'll go? Yes. Hernandez, do you think he'll go? Yes. Perez, do you think he'll go? Yes. What's, what links them? I don't know. All Spanish players. Right. Who is? When you look on social media and you see uh, Adrian putting up a picture, you'll generally see Hernandez, Obiang. <laughs> yeah, but Hernandez technically speaks Spanish, but he is a Mexican, no, of course. No, I just, get that. What not a geography podcast, but just to say. <laughs> I do understand that. They all speak Spanish. They stick together. They speak they, speak of the Spanish. That, that have gone together because they're all Spanish speaking. Yeah. So yeah. about Lanzini? Well, <laughs> you know, Lanzini, Sean, what do you reckon? Well... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now so, hang on, hang on, well, 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 right. So, Lanzini, they want to offer Lanzini a new contract, and a new contract has been offered to Lanzini, but it's complicated. <laughs> and I'm, I don't think we should talk about the Lanzini situation. No, but because... he falls into that cleat. What I'm saying is, these Spanish speaking boys 
that all hang about together. When you look at the social media posts, you can see they spend a lot of time together when they're at the club in each other's cars and everything. And these are the players that seem unsettled and all want to go. Well, I hope Lanzini does accept the new contract. We stood by him while he was injured for a year. Um, But I think it's a delicate contract negotiation. I'm not going to say any more than that. Mm. Uh, I think your piece is a conspiracy theory, though. Copa America is coming up this season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'd be playing with all them top quality Argentinian players. Who yeah. can play for Manuel again? Oh yes, the same. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm told transfer wise they hope to land one or two in the next couple of weeks. So they want Pellegrini likes to get his work done early, his business done early. So let's hope he does that again. What sort of sorry? What sort of figure would you put on Lanzini? Lanzini, yeah, uh, thirty million. Yeah. What, with one year of his contract to go? Yeah, I still would. He's got a two-year option, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got a two-year option. Has he? Mm. All right, let's not go there. <laughs> 30 million. I bet they'd take less. Maybe. Depends how good his lawyer. Move on. Nothing to see here. I'd let him go and go and get Grealish. How much would you reckon they want for Grealish? Uh, I don't know, but up. he was... I, I, I did... Um, I did a article today because obviously slow news day on Claret and you uh, every day a slow news day by the looks of it sorry who was I said every day by the quality of the uh, oh pissed off Um, (laughs) anyway um, I I did all the odds for all the players and Jack Grealish was among them and I'm just going to give you what the chance of him joining uh, uh, Jack Buckland's there as well um where is it? Where is it? Butland. There he is. 12 to 1. But Spurs are favourite at 2 to 1 for them. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. To join them. 
I think they've moved on Spurs. You reckon? Yeah, I don't think it'd be an option for him now. What, what book is that? Is that Claret and Hubert? No, this is well, the only two bookies that really do those bets are Bet Victor and Sky Bet. So it's a mixture of Sky Bet and, and Bet Victor. Uh, I mean, they've still got Danny Drinkwater chance to join in West Ham at six to one. Uh, Oliver Giroud chance to join in West Ham twenty to one. Uh, Joel Felix chance to join in West Ham sixteen to one. Uh, Aaron Moy four to one. Would you take him? Um, Who's he better than? His sister. (laughs) (laughs) Callum Wilson. Who's Aaron Moy better than? Is he better than Obiang? No, I don't know. Yeah, he is. Is he? Okay. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Callum yeah. Wilson, 14 to 1. Favourites of Chelsea, 2 to 1. I don't know how that can be because they've got a transfer ban. Callum Wilson won't come to us. Um, Maxi Gomez, 7 to 4. Listen, we'll end up with Morris Maxi. I don't know about Maxi Gomez. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll see how the transfer window goes. I, it, it's just, I've been told, I mean, there's been so many stories, and I know we've run a lot. And, I'm told we are scouting close to 100 different players to get those six. So we've got a primary in each area, then a backup, and then a backup, and then a backup. Apparently, that's how Silius and uh, Pellegrini like to work. So It'll um, be interesting because, really, this is their first proper summer. It is, it? yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see who he wants to get rid of and then what he brings in. Interesting, yeah. I would say, short interesting times. Interesting. Is there anything more you want to talk about before we go to uh, the final Facebook Twitter question time of the season? Anything on your mind, boys, before we move on? No, there's nothing to... I think it's been a... a... Marked out of 10. Go on for the season. I would give it a 6 to 7. You can't do 67. No, you, you just pick oh, one. Right, it's like you say, meet me at 12 Let's go with seven. I think, yeah. I mean, we had a terrible start. I'll go for six then. <laughs> we, had, we had a terrible start, but I think he's, I mean, we've had some shocking, you know, Wimbledons and whatever, real bad games as well. But overall, the, I think the football, the quality of the football has improved and there is something there to build on. And if he gets it right, hopefully we can move forward in the right direction. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I generally, all I ask for is top 10 finish and a good cut run. So we had a finish. Oh, and and watching decent football. So we've had decent football and we've had a top 10 finish. We just screwed up on the cut run. So I would give it a 7.5. Okay. I'll go eight. You would. And George, you gave it a six. Six. I went for a six. I generally agree with everything everyone said. Um, this cup run was a disappointment this year, the way yeah. we r- dumped out the cup as well. Um, but yeah, we have a found foundation of something good there. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, well, we've had it before. We've had this foundation before and, and it's not gone anywhere. Yeah, so we had it after, yeah was it after Billich's first season? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so. um, uh, Nigel, get ready uh, for Facebook Twitter question time. I'm going to ask one last question. Uh, it's looking likely that Lazio will be our pre-season uh, game on the 6th of August at the London Stadium. 
would would that interest you? Are you would you go? Start with you, John. Uh, no, I won't be going in there. Uh, George. Uh, no, <laughs> Nigel. Uh, someone that generally attends the opening of an envelope if it's got a West Ham badge on it. Uh, I would wait to see. I'd make my mind up nearer the time. It's the same weekend as my mum's 70th birthday. Mm. So it could be difficult. Now, normally, if it was a 69th birthday, it would be a yes, I would be at the game. But where is her 70th? Perhaps, and, and I know she don't listen, so I'm perhaps mm. more inclined to her on, I'll see what we're doing for my mum's birthday before I make my mm. mind up. Okay. All right. But our birthday is the fourth, and we were playing on the third. So it could be that I go, well, I'll see you on your birthday, Mark. You know? I, I don't, don't usually go family. to these ones, and obviously I went to Juventus one, but I would go to this one with Lazio. Right, anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Good. Good for you, Sean. Yeah. yeah. It's Facebook, Twitter question time, time where time, you, time. the eight listeners, get to ask us, the four presenters, questions that you've written to us on social media. Nearly. Why? What did I do wrong? Well, most of it, but you did the the, the uh, inclination was correct. <laughs> okay. Over do you to want you. me to do Facebook? So I do Facebook and Nigel do Twitter. On our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast, uh, Sean wrote 51 minutes ago, recording tonight for the last podcast of the season, send in your transfer questions, statements of fact or general shouts by 7.40pm. Now it's 7.41, we may begin. Ben Ashelford says, if we have one season where we don't have crippling injuries, how far can we go? I'd say a possible cup win and sixth or seventh place. Sean? Sorry, say that again. Cause I, oh, I, I wasn't listening. I wasn't John, listening. I let me tell you John. what we're going on. John? Yes. Nigel? Anyone? What? What's that? Do you know how what, Ben? How far? No one else is listening. <laughs> so what I'm going to say... <laughs> what do you think, George? I agree with you. I think a cup win and a top sixth place is probably the best we can hope for in the near to mid term future. Yeah, seventh. I've read it now. Simon Pope says, good evening, gentlemen. Well, a decent end to the season, don't you think? Noble on form. Arnie seems to be happy-ish. Hopefully he stays in the summer now, gets his head down and proves us wrong that West Ham is where he wants to play. I'll be rooting for Liverpool in the final. God, if them spuds win, I'm done with football. Same. So here begins West Ham being linked with every Tom, Dick and Harry. Hope we can get the Gomez deal done if there's any truth in it. Come on, you ions. Simon, there is some truth in it. We have been negotiating. We never stopped from January. Uh, In January, I was told by a senior source it will be done in the summer. They still believe they can do it. Let's see if they get it over the line. Uh, Merrion Williams says, who will the team be supporting in the Champions League without a champion in the final final? And why? He's leaning towards Spurs just because of Liverpool being the media darlings. Uh, during the summer, will Nigel... Well, look, firstly, I can tell you I'm not supporting Spurs. Don't know about anyone else. I'm supporting the police and the stewards. I will be cheering for the English team in the final, as I always do. 
They're all English. Oh, are they? In that case, then it'll be Liverpool. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I want Liverpool to win it as well. How are they? How are they? How about the Chelsea uh, Arsenal one? Oh, Arsenal all day long. George. Uh, Chelsea for me, just because uh, I have Chelsea supporting wife. Yeah, I, so. I want, and my brother's Chelsea. I want Chelsea to win it. No, John. I would like Chelsea more than Millwall. Chelsea, uh, uh, John. I would have Arsenal. Yeah, two yeah. Arsenal, two Chelsea. Yeah, happy wife, happy life, and all that. Well, you know? It is, and I, I would. I would yeah. I've, 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 <laughs> you Liverpool or Spurs? I reckon. I reckon. Well, I, I, it's got to be Liverpool. As much as I yeah. despise it or dislike it, it's got to be. I couldn't stand Spurs winning it. And, so. and by the way, you don't know this, but Marion and I met up at the Southampton game and took a selfie, uh, especially for Richard Dodd. So I will post that because Dodd's for Dodsey. Uh, he does say, during the summer, will Nigel be giving Sean elocution lessons on how to pronounce players' names? And will George be giving Nigel and Sean elocution lessons on how to pronounce mine, as in his? So I'm assuming that I am the only one who pronounces his name right. How do you pronounce it, George? Marion. Sean? Marion. Yeah. John? Marion. Yeah. He's always going to be made Marion to me because <laughs> that's when he when he used to first well when I used to read him in Overland and Sea, uh, that's what used to spring to mind. Made Marion, the the Welsh wizard of Williams. Uh, David White says, "What was your favourite West Ham goal this season?" Nigel, let's start with you. I'd go. Um, Ooh, a favourite West Ham goal this season. Probably Declan Rice's first goal. Who was that against? He did. Arsenal. Thank you. Yes, them. That goal. I didn't mind that one because I was watching in Miami. Yeah. yeah. Tough times. John. Um, Anderson's goal against Man United. A little flick. Oh. As the ball come across John? the back hill. I was going to go for Anderson's goal against Man United. I've got to come up with another one. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go for Mark Noble's stunner. Um, the one that's just gone at Watford. At Watford, that's two. The attention span of a goldfish and can't remember any other goals than the ones that have just been scored. Two from me. One was Anderson's goal against Palace. I think it was. Luke oh yeah, that's yeah. Roll, rolled the ball off under his foot and buried it. I think that one goal of the season in the wards. Um, the second one for me would be Antonio's at Spurs. All right, yeah. For obvious reasons. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Uh, Ian Gravitt says, any truth in the rumour Chebayeros is joining us from Real Madrid? Sean? Well, I helped spread that rumour. Uh, it's not that. Uh, how how were you pronouncing it just before I pronounced it? Can I just ask that question? Chebius. Sorry? Chebius. Chebius. Okay. Um, look. He's the rumor started because he's available. He said he's not staying at Real Madrid, uh, and uh, he's Antonio Hazard, and he's available. And, and suddenly West Ham are linked to him. In fact, I asked. Um, there's no odds on him at the moment, so I asked Bet Victor and Sky Bet to to create a market for him today. Um, but look, I haven't heard any inside information. That he's one of our targets. A little bit of speculation, I think. I must also point out that his name is. Danny Chebayos, not Chebayeros. Is it not Chebayeros? 
Because that's how no. it looks to me. Keb Ale- oh, C-E-B, Keb A Le Leros. Like, hang on. Seb Ballesteros, Keb I think it's Kebaos. Danny Kebaos. Kebaos. Yeah, and selling me down the river then, because he has spelt it like it says Kebaleros. So has he spelt it wrong? Yes. Yes. That's what we... Tim Sharman says, thanks for a great podcast. Enjoy the break and roll on next season. Thank you for listening, Tim. Thanks, Tim. And as we say every year, thank you all for listening. Do you know what the first thing... Uh, this is for the listeners, not for you, because you know what they say. What is the first thing people say when they come up to us uh, to talk to us about the podcast, either at the Supporters Club or in the ground or whatever? What's the first thing, George, they say to us? You look shorter in real life. No, that is not what they say, George. Can you talk less, Sean? No, that is not what they say. Uh, I don't know. What do they say? They say, I'm one of your eight listeners. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's it. That's what they say. I'm one of your eight listeners. Everyone was right on the edge of their seat, when I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you uh, go. Uh, Darren Kitching says, "Great podcast, entertainment all season, chaps. Just don't make any comments about the royal baby, and have your and we'll have your dulcet tones back in August. <laughs> Enjoy your summer." To be fair, we can talk about the royal baby because we haven't got any sponsors, isn't it? So we'll no, 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 we, we don't. We not, have got sponsors. no. We don't need to talk, and we don't need to talk about the royal baby because it's not a royal. Baby podcast. Similarly, yeah, yeah. Similarly, I think. <laughs> Quickly, was, move on, move on. I think it was the or picture Nigel that got him in trouble more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Nigel, courage. over to you on Twitter. Oh yeah. So uh, Phil, <laughs> you missed one. You missed one. Uh, oh, um, did I? I haven't got it Evan on mine. Turner. Right. Here's a funny thing. I ain't got it anymore. Hang on. So you're gonna have to do it. Okay, hang on. I'm looking for Evan Turner's. I can't see Evan Turner's, Sean. Do you you want me to read it? Yeah, read it out. It says, um, thanks for the great podcast all season. I look forward to each and every week tuning in. Also, great ending to the season. Smashing Watford and a 10th place finish is very decent. George had previously asked me to get back to him. You fellas on mentioning the Bayern Munich story. Season 8, episode 23. Sean mentioned going to a Bayern Munich game. Where John replied, "Big story to that game." To which Sean replied, "Not going into that story," and started laughing. Hope I didn't misunderstand the context, but sounds like a tale worth sharing. Well, it's not really, is it? You no, could, it's not. You could tell it, uh, John, if you want, just well, to show that there's no real West yeah, Ham story a, in it. Just a, a quick, basically, part of that was it was my brother. Dig at Sean. Yeah, it was my brother Stagdo, and the um. Best man had organised for a, a locket, uh, what the danger room skate or whatever room. Skate, skate room, room. thing event for everyone to go to. We all got on the train, and him, Sean and his cousin sloped off and turned right and went somewhere else. And they went to a buying game and left everyone behind. So yeah, that's the nice one. Nice one, Sean. That's what you do when you you organise a stag do and you pay money. Is, which is why I didn't want to tell the story because you've just thrown me under the bus. Well, wow. you got to give the listeners what they want, Sean. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, well, that more. Cut the others. Come on. Gary Prince. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Nigel, what time do they come in, I'm afraid? 9.40 was the cut-off line. Well, 9.40? Well, then we've still going to have to sit here. Sorry, 19.40. Well, they came in according to this 10 minutes ago, so they did make the cut-out. It does say that, actually. So, Gary Prince, Sean's mate. 
says, thanks for the season, guys. Great podcast. And I'm filling for you, George, while you look up Twitter, because I ain't got Twitter anymore. I'm on, I'm on there, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So, thanks for the season, guys. Great podcast. I did notice that Mark Noble's immense performance on Sunday was all down to a pep talk with the West Ham mascot before the match. So, let's give her a lot of praise. Well done, Larissa. So, well done, Larissa, the mascot. I hope you had a great day. And Andy Quinn, uh, New Zealand, Emma Kiora, as they say out there, if we Dodsies to be believed. Sean, it's been a blast. Dodsie. Good day, mate. <laughs> All round average performance from the team, although without the injuries, who's to say we wouldn't be higher? Very slowly, I think we are starting to see the West Ham of the moon, hopefully the last of the West Ham of the old. But by that, I'm referring to the slip-ups in the cup because he's a bit old, Quinny, but he does like his bike riding. So perhaps he would talk Is a bit Is this an hard. Australian accent? Well, they all talk the same down there. Oh, you can't say that about New Zealanders and Kiwis. And the terrible last, last performance against the likes of Burnley and Cardiff. A good clean-out of the squad required under Hoosie loss. Hopefully some young talent to compliment our seasoned professionals who are staying at Casa Stratford. Terry Tibbs, talk to me. That's, yeah, Terry you Tibbs. did turn yeah, into Terry Tibbs. Talk to me, yeah. Talk to me, Terry Tibbs. Terry yeah, Tibbs. Kia kaha, which means be strong apparently in Kiwi language. The NZ Amers 210 membership and growing. Nice. Yeah, yes. there you go. I still owe you a Bacardi Breezer from 2016. Who's that? Who's he owe that to? Andy All Quinn. listeners. All right. Well, okay. You, I think, actually. All right, yeah. We meet in the garden of the... Um, remember remember Quinny, Sean? Remember, I remember Quinny? Quinny? Good old Quinny. Uh, over to Twitter, we've got one from Mr. Ben09, who says, Just a warning to others, could not renew online and get my club cash. Went to the stadium, renewed, I think. Yeah. I got no receipt for my credit card payment, but got a paper ticket, and the lad wrote a reference number and a value on it and signed it. Joke. Now, Mr. Ben, I have looked into this because yeah. I was interested in renewing using Club Cash. In order to renew part Club Cash, part money, debit or credit, whatever it may be, you have to call or visit ticket office before the 11th, Monday 20th of May at 11am. If you wait until after the 11am on Monday 20th of May, you can split your payments online. What on earth is that about, Sean? Well, I don't know, but funny you should say that because I tried to renew my season ticket today and use Club Cash and it wasn't available on the website. I'm thinking, what's going on here? If so, only I knew someone on the OSB sub ticketing subgroup for ticketing, I could speak to them. If only you knew the ticket manager. If only I knew the ticket manager. Oh, do you know what? I do know the ticket manager. I'll, I'll get to the bottom of it. Okay. Tune in next week. Oh, no. All right, move on, Sean. Ready? Yeah. So, um, well, I think that's it. Except for Super Six, I beat Nigel. That's all you need to know. These two boys. I got sixteenth. You got twenty-first. What else is there to How say? You, say you lost. What about the loser. Winners? Loser. What about the winners? Oh. I get the prize. Oh, go on then. All right, hold up. More than just a podcast, final round up. Up to 21 with me with 450 points. Made Miriam and Self Podcast 3, then Paul Kenny, Anthony Brown, Luke Tim Starman, Luke Ted, 
Con. Anyone else not hearing no, anything? We can't oh. hear you. Hang on, hang on. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa there, boy. Whoa there, boy. You sound like we you're having a Nigel. Can you hear me now? No. It sounds rubbish. How oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Leave the music off. Let him do it without the music. I can hear him better. Go on then. Try again. Add the music on, aren't I? All right. Well, basically, <laughs> I finished 21st, 450. Maid Marion finished above me, 453. Then you had Paul Kelly, Anthony Brand, Super Tin Shaman, Sean finished 16th. Forget about yeah, it. Yeah, get in. 15th, Mr. 1 0 to whoever. Uh, 15th, Paul Marks. 14, Keith Smith. 13, Adam Darling. And 12, John Wilkinson. 11, Mr. Magic, who sounds like he's from a Charles Dickens novel. Uh, top 10, we've got Ben White. Uh, Sean's mate Gary Prince at nine, uh, Jeffrey Smith at eight, Mark, what I hear you say, what is at seven, Mark Matthews is six. Old Walt Disley himself has crashed down to fifth. I don't know if he gave up or he, he sort of petered out of Mickey Mouse the rest the end of the season. Fourth was Ryan Smith. We go to the big top three, Alan Austin Allegro come third, Phil Walker Crisps come second, and the winner. Was Lee Gina Davis five four six? Now Lee, if you're listening, contact us on our Facebook page. I've got a prize for you. So, but you got to contact us because obviously I don't know where to send it. And Phil Walker, there's a runners-up prize for you. And I'll tell you what, I'll even throw in a third-place prize for Alan Austin. So the top three: Alan Austin, Phil Walker, Lee Davis. Give us a shout out on the Facebook page. I'll make contact with you. Send us a message, and then I'll get your address and I'll send you the winners' prizes. Thank you very right. much for taking part. We look forward again next season. Right, yeah. So I've got a big major prize. One of our listeners uh, has donated a prize, um, and it is a match worn shirt by Marco Anatovic versus Man United. And they wanted to donate it. So, is there's only eight listeners, it means you've got an eight to one chance of winning it, or maybe not. So, what I'm going to make this a bit of a draw, and we'll pick it sometime over the summer and send it to you. But all you've got to do is join the Facebook page. Um, so that's uh, Facebook slash More Than Just a Podcast. If you haven't joined that already, please join. I'm going to pick a person at random. We'll explain how how we picked it at random, but you've got to be in it to win it. Um, we say by season we, uh, ticket, sure. yeah. Before we uh, uh, announce that, maybe we should uh, just think about it a little bit. Why? <laughs> yeah, I was well, thinking exactly the same. <laughs> Sorry, just because I'm sure we can maximize this opportunity to its full potential. If right, I need to, are we having an on air meeting? Yeah, kind of. Well, I want, I want to get, because if, if we get it from the person and they give it, you know, it might go somewhere else. So I do. Hey, look, look, we will, look, why don't we put a post on our Facebook page? All right. That's what it. we do. Get we, everyone to co- go to our Facebook page, like the page, yeah. comment on the post and share the post in, in order to be given a chance to win. Oh, okay. I like it. Maximizing the potential. But we need, to, we um, need to get the draw done. At a reasonable time, because if he goes in the summer, it won't be. yeah, yeah. So, uh, let's, I mean, I think it should be by season ticket deadline day, so that's the thirty first of May. So, so maybe you need to to do that by the thirty first of May. But yeah, okay. uh, and and thanks to the the uh, individual listener 
who donated it, who, who remain, who, who wants what to remain. No, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want that. that no. Anyway, um, thank you. I'm, I'm going to say a thank you to everyone, and I, I'm sure the presenters, all the other presenters, want it. Thank you to our eight listeners. Thank you for even sometimes even more than eight listeners this season. You've been a blast. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. It's why we keep on coming back and, well, most of us do, coming back, do it every week. <laughs> uh, have a good summer. And, and I'm sure we'll see you again next season. <laughs> George. Yeah, uh, I echo those sentiments. Uh, this is our eighth year of doing this thing. And we ain't giving uh, up yet. Well, who knows? But we uh, <laughs> we have had eight years of, of fun times. And the, the podcast will be back next year. Yeah, George. Thank you. Oh, sorry, John. 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 I've just, I've just gone. I've just said my bit. John. I echo your sentiments. I would like to thank everybody for listening. It's always a pleasure to bump into you all and say hello. So have a good summer, everybody, and see you next year. Come on, England. Come on. And uh, last but not least, Shebman. Yeah. Um, again, I'd like to thank you three for having me. To be fair, because it's um, I am. You are a pain in the ass, yeah. I am, (laughs) and you know this is your gig, and I'm just here for the fun of it. To be fair, and obviously, I thank everyone that listens. Um, I hope I don't upset too many people. I hope you don't. I hope you take it with see the fun side of it. even Belinda Kakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakak
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.